This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. As we start this hour, a pleasure to be joined by Paula Schneider, who is uh, CEO of the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Paula, thanks for a few moments today. Good morning. Nice to speak with you. Thank you. Uh, it is obviously a very important month for your organization, but it's part of a year-round uh, venture for Susan G. Komen, really to bring forward the awareness and, and make a difference around uh, around breast cancer awareness. If you can, touch on what this battle is like right now and, and and where we are in that process. Well, it's an ongoing battle. It doesn't just happen in October. We just highlight it in October, which is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, you know, obviously breast cancer goes year round and for especially now for uh, those people that are getting diagnosed or haven't uh, had screenings during COVID. I mean, this is this is going to be a big breast cancer boom that's happening because there are so many people that haven't been screened in the last, let's say, year or 18 months. So it's really important for people to um, literally put on your big girl panties and go get your screening, go get your mammogram, because if you have a finding, it is much better if you find it early. Your uh, prognosis will be much better. Taking information right from your website, every two minutes a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, and that is a, that's a staggering and sobering statistic. Yep. Well, and I'm a breast cancer survivor, so, you know, the words that you never want to hear are you have breast cancer. But if you do hear it, you want to have an organization like Komen to help you through it because, you know, you can call up, you can speak with our helpline. We have um, we have social workers that are very highly trained that will help you get through it. Uh, we have treatment assistance program for those people that need it, uh, which is actual cash to help you because one of the biggest barriers to getting through it and um, a good outcome is having enough money to make sure that you stay in treatment. This seems like it has really, and, and maybe this was the, the mindset at the, at the beginning of Susan G. Komen's foundation formation, but there is very much a grassroots element to what occurs with this organization throughout the course of the year, correct? Yeah, it's, um, it's, this was really, the, the way that it started was Susan G. Komen's sister, Nancy Brinker, uh, promised her sister when she was dying at 37 years old that she would do everything she could within her lifetime to eradicate breast cancer. And she's, you know, a little pissed that she hasn't been able to completely eradicate it yet. But we are 40 years old, and, and every major breakthrough that's happened in breast cancer has had Komen's fingerprints all over it because we have invested so much in research uh, during the course of that time. So we're second only to the U.S. government in investing in research where it's about $1.1 billion that has been invested in another $2 billion that's been invested in community. And that's just to help people that have the disease today. I would imagine that the education piece around understanding more about breast cancer, its impact, et cetera, is a critical part to this. Yeah, I, I, you know, we used, to, we used to call it awareness, right? I think everyone's aware that breast cancer exists. If you live long yeah. enough, you know someone who has had or will have breast cancer. I mean, that's just, there's two, two uh, reasons that people get breast cancer if they're a woman and they're getting older. Um, men get breast cancer too, but not at the rate. It's, you know, 97, 98% women. Uh, so regardless of who you are, during the course of your lifetime, you're going to know people that have had breast cancer. So it, it is a, you know, it's a huge issue. It's a huge problem. There's still 40 uh, plus thousand women in the United States that die every year of breast cancer. 
and about 260 or, or plus women that get diagnosed with breast cancer. So, you know, it's, it's not uh, going away. There are better treatments than there were before uh, and reasons to have hope for better treatments going forward. But it still exists, and, and you got to the key to, to a, um, a better outcome is making sure that you find it early if you are unlucky enough to have it. And I understand there's an even greater focus on breast cancer uh, occurring in women in the black community and the disparate gap that it seems that there is between uh, black women uh, having breast cancer and white women having the the disease as well. It's actually not the difference between black women and white women get it about the same. The the horrible statistic is that black women die 40 percent more than white women which is you know, completely unacceptable. And there's all kinds of reasons for that, but this has been something that we've been working on. If you really care about stopping deaths from breast cancer, you have to figure out what the reasons are that people die. And there's about 30% that we, our statisticians have figured uh, of women that die of breast cancer needlessly. And it's just because they can't get to the standard of care that exists for everyone else. So making sure that that's a big part of what we do. We have um, an African-American health equity initiative that uh, is called Stand for Her, and it is H-E-R is the health equity uh, revolution. And so for us, you know, it's been woven into everything that we do is trying to make sure that that, uh, disparities in healthcare don't happen and that we can even the playing field so that people don't need to die needlessly. And that issue of equity in and around healthcare has obviously been a big topic in general. And and I think you hit on it perfectly because I think a lot of people believe we are at a time where a revolution needs to occur in a lot in this issue and a lot of other issues in and around healthcare. Yeah, it's social injustice, right? You have to you have to make sure that everyone has the ability to get the healthcare that they need, and where you live should not determine whether you live. So for us, it's very important. It's very woven into absolutely everything that we do, uh, you know, in making sure that we are taking care of of groups that have been traditionally left behind. Mm-hmm. I noticed also on the website, and I, I know it's it's a big part of this, the corporate partnerships that uh, Susan G. Komen Foundation has developed over the years. Uh, it is literally a, a who's who of of corporate America and how important those partners are in terms of uh, pushing forward the, uh, the the research that's needed and getting the message out. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't do this alone, for sure. It does take a village, and part of our village are not only individual donors, because we have a wonderful group of individual donors that you know keep us going each year. It's also corporate partnerships. And a lot of the corporate partnerships we have are very transformational, not just transactional. And I say that, you know, we're happy to take a pin pad, at, you know, when you go to the to check out and they say, well, you give a dollar for Susan G. Komen and hopefully you say yes. We're happy to do that because that that um, money keeps us in research uh, and in business uh, to make sure that we're here to take the next steps and find the next uh possible cure for breast cancer, but it is very important for our our corporate partnerships are incredibly important. Um, I'll take one, for instance, with with Walgreens, who has funded some extensive work for us in being able to put together a patient portal where where women will give us all of their health information so that we can slice and dice that information and give it to the best scientists that are out there, and because we can democratize the ability to research. Whereas yeah. if you are an, an educational institution, you have to, 
you know, you stick with, you don't share your information. And we want to share our information with the best scientists that are out there so that we can make a difference in cracking the code. I would imagine uh, that like a lot of businesses and organizations over the last couple of decades, with the growth of the digital culture, that has made it, uh, it's giving you new avenues to be able to reach so many people, would it not be? Yeah, yeah, it's been, um, and we have invested in the growth of the digital culture. Um, because there's, you know, there, if you are a donor and you're interested, let's say, in research or you're interested in community, we want to be able to talk to you in a way and give you information about what we do as an organization that is beneficial to you to, to help donate to us and understand the work that we do. So we have spent uh, and invested in research in, in donor segmentation and lead generation. It's, it's much like e-commerce to a certain extent. But it's, it's taking those principles and, and making sure that we are offering out there the information that will motivate people to continue helping us with the good work that we do. Where's the battle against breast cancer go next? Huh. It's a long battle. It's been going on for, for you know, centuries yeah. now. There's so many amazing uh, opportunities for, for uh, new therapies that are out and helping women live longer if they have uh, metastatic breast cancer. And one of our studies, we have about 250 plus uh, grants that are out there now for research projects. Most of them, about the overwhelming majority of them, we have we have shifted to figuring out why cancer metastasizes. And, you know, because it, it's the, the, the cancer that kills is the one that metastasizes and spreads throughout your body. So that's the, the focus a lot of the work we do is in the metastatic community and making sure that we are figuring out ways to have people not get metastatic, uh, live longer, healthier if they are metastatic, and, and keep uh, moving in that direction. That's been a big, big focus for us. Early detection is always great, but you could be an early detection. You could have stage zero or one cancer, and years later, you can get it back when you've done everything right. So we want to find out what are those mechanisms, what's the biology around it, what can we do to, to stop this from metastasizing. And when we can, we will make huge inroads with, uh, with finding a cure. Paula, thank you very much for a few moments today. Uh, and uh, hopefully we can chat again down the road and as, as this battle continues to develop. Thank you very much for a few moments. My pleasure. Have a really wonderful day. And enjoy National that, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's going on all around you. <laughs> absolutely. Paula Schneider, who is the CEO of the Susan G. Komen Foundation. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.